0: What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
1: What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So, why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
0: Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Scott. I'm Ben. As always, we are joined by our super producer, Noel Hyundai Brown. Hyundai. And, mm-hmm. and uh, by you as well, ladies and gentlemen. That makes this car stuff.
3: Car stuff. Now, wait a second. Wait. I thought we were going to go with Sync for the uh, nickname.
2: <laughs> we did originally. Full disclosure, when we first started the show, uh, I did give Noel the honorable nickname, Noel Sync. Brown. Well, there's a lot of jokes to be made there, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Boy band jokes, many of them. Well, lots of them. Yeah, I, I, I
3: almost preferred. I don't know. Uh, let's. Uh, Hyundai's good. Hyundai's good. Hyundai's good. InSync, I think, was your best. It has a little swagger. Too. Yeah, maybe we'll find another one as we go through here today. Hey, but,
2: uh, oh, quick, go ahead. Quick question. Yeah. Uh, so you have a daughter, I and do. Uh, did she ever have the boy band phase? No. Nope. Oh, you lucked out. She
3: has not. She's, uh, she's definitely like, uh, pop music, you know, top 40 type stuff. But, uh-huh. um, but no, never got into the boy band thing. And I don't know if that was maybe just because that was like the real popularity of that was when she was much, much younger. Mm-hmm. And, uh, maybe that just never caught on with her.
2: You know, growing up, a lot of my friends who were girls went through a boy band phase. Mm-hmm. And now what I've noticed is that some of those, groups got back together and went on reunion tours or something. And my friends, who are about my age, are Twitter-pated about this stuff. They love it. They go to these concerts.
3: Really, they didn't have enough uh, of the initial go-around, huh? So they, uh, they had to go so back I'll... for more, spend hundreds Ooh. of dollars for tickets?
2: And I was asking what the appeal of this was, because it's not a world that I ever lived in. And one of the things that really stuck out is they said, well, you know, they each have their own personalities. There's like... The bad guy and then there's the heartthrob and the quiet one. And I said, yes, but it seems as though they're all the same four to five characters, yeah, aren't it's, they? It's a big formula, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, my friends who like this were aware of it, but then they also said, well, it's not just the, the singing or, or the music itself. It's a whole image. And one of the things that they really liked was the choreography the dance moves that these people would make. Now, you know, the idea of this sort of overall performance dates back for a while. Probably the closest I ever got to liking a boy band would be when I was a kid, my parents had uh, a Monkees record, you know, and I thought the Monkees were cool when I was a kid.
3: You can't really call that a boy band, though, because that means that there are so many bands across, uh, across all of, you know, spanning all of music. Uh, that would be considered boy bands then.
2: That's a good but, point, but Scott. I
3: think what we're talking about is like the ones that come out. They don't really play instruments. They just right. sing and, and dance.
2: And if if they sing and they don't write their own songs. Yeah. And apparently they lip sync a lot. Yeah. I was disappointed to learn that the monkeys neither wrote their own songs <laughs> nor <laughs> sang live. Yeah. Sometimes
3: that's, a, that's one of those. Uh, yeah, that is a disappointment when you learn that. Yeah.
2: But by but it is not for uh, it's not for nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, that we are giving our super producer the name InSync and it's not related to boy bands, but by way of an out of left field amazing save segue, one thing that boy bands have in common with today's topic is synchronization.
3: Yeah, choreography, right? Mm-hmm. I mean it's uh, it's it's well planned, well thought out. Concise, very very precise, mm-hmm. I guess, in, in all aspects. But you know what? Can we di- can we divert from this for just one? Yeah, moment? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we, we have an important announcement. We will get to this topic. I promise. We're going to quit talking about bands. Uh, we're going to move on to our, our our daily topic. But I do want to talk about something else that's really important to us and to the show and mm-hmm. to one of our listeners as A well. Long
2: time listener. It
3: should be. I think it's important to all of our listeners. Really, yeah. long time. Listener, good uh, friend of the show. His name is Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. And, hey, Glenn. Uh, hi, Glenn. And Glenn is, uh, is doing another rally again, another charity rally. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it uh, through the same group. And it is through Rally North America once again. And this time it is the Big Sky Rally 2016. Now, this is a five-day event that's happening in July, from July 11th to July 15th. Mm-hmm. And it starts out in Billings, Montana, goes through Big Sky, Montana, Great Falls, Montana, Kellogg, Idaho, Kennewick, Washington, and then ends in Portland, Oregon. And along the way, they're going to have uh, like auctions, and mm-hmm. they're going to go to a couple of racing venues. They're going to do a drag uh, drag racing event or a drag strip um, activity, I suppose, mm-hmm. you know, like an evening there. Sure. Um, in uh, I think that's in Acton, Montana, at the Yellowstone Drag Strip, and then in Portland. Uh, they're gonna to go to the Portland International Raceway, uh, for the conclusion Ooh. of the whole thing. So that's gonna be really, really cool. And, uh, what this is all about really is about, uh, the charity. Mm-hmm. So this year's current benefactor is Camp Sunshine. And this is something that they have actually rallied for in the past. Um, it's a, it's a definitely a, a worthy charity. And I'll just read you a little bit from Glenn's note that he writes to, or that he wrote to us. Mm-hmm. He says, "This July, I'll be joining over 150 other charity-minded auto enthusiasts in Billings, Montana, for a five-day scavenger hunt on wheels through the Pacific Northwest." Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Yeah. It's all uh, to help Camp Sunshine in their mission to provide aid for families of children with life-threatening illnesses. I'll be participating as Team Limer. Uh, uh, Team Limer, of course. Go Team Limer! Yeah. Uh, in my 2006 Legend Lime Mustang GT. And I will continue to use the alter ego for this race of uh, – <laughs> or rally, rather uh-huh. – of Bailey's team. It's to honor a family of a little girl with a very rare blood disorder. And I've, I've seen his car with uh, with Bailey's team, you know, the, the logos for that. It's, mm. uh, it's really cool. He's kept it on there that whole time. And um, – Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I've got a link here that we can you know post on our Facebook and Twitter. Sure. As uh, as the time approaches, maybe to coincide with the release of this. But uh, Glenn is you know we'll be accepting donations of course, and uh, mm-hmm. I'll be there to donate as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, these all go directly to Camp Sunshine, and uh, they don't. He says Rally North America doesn't see a penny. I don't see a penny myself. It all goes to the charity itself. So it's it's great. He says so. Please give if you can. Give generously if you can. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. And you know. Go there if you feel like it. Check it out. Check out Rally North America's site. It's uh, it's Rally
2: Send us some photos if you go.
3: Oh, absolutely. We've had listeners that have met these guys uh-huh. uh, for lunch somewhere, or maybe you know, know knew that they were going to the drag strip, so they go there. I, I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, met up with a lot of these people. Met you know met up and talked Athens. with them. Yeah, exactly. Up in Athens, and um, along the way, some people have you know sent us photographs of you know the rally cars passing their uh, their place of business mm-hmm. or the school. Mm-hmm. Really, really cool. And one last quick thing. I know that this has happened in July. We're going to release this pretty soon here. We're going to publish right. this. He, he writes a P.S. here on the note. It says, Rally North America has issued a challenge to us. Teams that raise $500 in donations before the end of April get a special Camp Sunshine T-shirt. <laughs> and the top <laughs> fundraisers get a fr- get a spot at the front of the grid for each day's start. He says, I've got to have that T-shirt, and i got to get one for my Navigator, too. So mm-hmm. uh, consider that, too. And, again, I'll post a link if you want to. Go there and check yeah. it out. It's, uh, it's definitely a worthwhile cause. Please look into it. And again, Glenn, stand up guy. Yeah, check out the the uh, the group and the the charity. Anything you want, it's it's all very worthwhile.
2: Yeah, we assure you, Glenn Beck is one of the good guys. And every time that he does a rally, it is for uh, it is for a worthwhile cause. Absolutely. So if you want to, if you want to learn more about it, if you'd like to donate, you can check out our Facebook and Twitter where we are CarStuffHSW uh, for more information on that. And also, uh, I think we got a we have a few pictures of Team Limer up on the Facebook, right?
3: Yeah, we do and he's uh you know, of course liked on the page so mm-hmm. he can find it that way and he's yeah. he's always commenting on stuff we post anyway, so you can get in contact with him that way too, but uh again, this link that I'm going to post will mm-hmm. go directly to his page, so he'll get credit for it then. That's uh, that's kind of what we're looking for here on right. the show.
2: Yeah. And uh again, thank you Glenn for uh thank you for doing this and thank you for giving us an opportunity to uh let everyone else know about it today's topic synchronized driving and it's it's weird that (laughs) it's weird that we somehow went on a boy band tangent because we both know fairly little about it i know i know
3: almost nothing about it
2: really i I assumed you would have some inside knowledge uh that was my (laughs) that was my assumption just just for having a daughter but the the uh fascinating thing that we're getting to today is, and this is not to in any way denigrate human choreography, but I feel like it's an order of magnitude more impressive when you're synchronized in uh, in an automobile. And we started talking about this uh, just last week before we went to air. This is a... It, it would be accurate to call it as a specialization in the category of stunt or precision driving.
3: Yeah, and right? oftentimes when you see, uh, you know, um, uh, I guess displays of this, you know, whether mm. it's done at a racetrack on the main stretch, you know, mm. as part of like the, uh, the, the ceremony leading up to the race or sure, an exhibition, or you see it in a commercial or whatever, a lot of times you'll find that these are Hollywood stunt drivers that, that are called in to do this because they, they know car control, they're very good at precision work. And if they're not Hollywood then they're they're uh, skilled and trained elsewhere in the same way that a, that a Hollywood stunt driver would be right there's an overlap there for sure absolutely yeah these are these are trained professionals
2: so you can go on YouTube now and find a couple of different clips of some extraordinarily impressive uh, <laughs> at times heart stopping precision driving stunts with teams of what in, Even as many as 12 cars doing uh, proximity driving, doing crazy reverse 360 turns, uh, weaving in and out of different obstacles.
3: Lots of precision drifting where the drifting uh, simultaneously. And I'm not talking about the the drifting events, you know, like Formula D or anything. I mean, I'm talking about um you know like for car commercials or for uh-huh. um promotional pieces for the company for the manufacturer maybe where you know they're on a racetrack somewhere and they're just having fun like there's a bunch of uh you know Lexus cars they'll bring out like the, the you know the LFA Spider mm-hmm. or they'll bring out you know the their RCF coupes and uh they'll run them around the Fuji Speedway for a while and have them drift and do just amazing things you know the the car control is so impressive in these in these displays. It's it's just unbelievable. You have to see it to believe it really in mm-hmm. a lot of cases. And what's neat is that every time you look at a different one, because there's a bunch of them online, you can search for a lot of different things to to get this all to come up. Sure, sure. Every one of them is different in some way. They don't all do the same exact tricks. And that's what makes it interesting. There's always something new, something unique, something crazy that they show you that you just, you almost, you have to back up and watch that again because you can't believe it's really happening.
2: And you can tell these teams came up with these techniques themselves or this application of these techniques. This is, of course, the moment where we should probably say, don't try this at home because once you, once you see the kind of driving that we're talking about even if you're familiar with our earlier work on stunt drivers right the stunt driving schools they might make it look easy but do not be deceived
3: yeah you know what i can tell you one if you want to look at one clip that will show you that maybe you shouldn't try this Ooh, i want to know which one <laughs> there is a there's a synchronized um, okay okay let's put it this way you go to the uh, top gear website uh-huh and search for search for this an AMG display from South America. Oh, I saw that one. And or, I'm sorry, sorry, South Africa.
2: Yeah, South Africa. And uh,
3: it's it's really, I mean, it's described as what happens when synchronized driving goes wrong. Oof. And uh, it's from the announcer's box, and you can hear the announcer, and you see these cars uh, mm-hmm. headed opposite directions on the racetrack. They're supposed to weave in and out of each other, two from each side. They're AMG cars, mm-hmm. beautiful cars. Mm-hmm. The last two just smash right into each other, uh, near head-on, not quite, but uh, you can tell there's some serious damage. Puts an immediate end to the display. Um, it, it's it's shocking when you see it because you know that these – they've practiced this so many times. You know that. You know they've they've practiced right. probably in an open parking lot somewhere, uh, but, but it's been practiced. And uh, in front of the crowd, when it really counted, that's when it kind of fell apart. And that can happen – oh, man, I don't know how it doesn't happen more often with some of the other ones that I saw. It's I
2: just – I mean, it's a matter of milliseconds.
3: It, yeah, it really is because when you get to the groups that are a dozen mm-hmm. or more cars like you were talking about mm-hmm. – that's where you're, it just bends the mind, you know, like how much how much of that they have to remember at all times. Because their view is completely different from our view up in the stands or, you know, from the, the right. camera tower. Uh, their view is a lot different on the ground. And to kind of put that all together in your head and remember that you go left at this time, right at that time. And, and even though you can see a car there now, you aim for this spot. And, uh, you know, all that stuff is really, really tricky.
2: So I would like to start this conversation with, uh, with one of my favorite... Precision stunt driving teams to watch, which it, was the Hyundai uh, Precision Stunt Driving Team. The amazing thing about these drivers uh, is the following: one, they knew every trick in the book; uh, two, they were uh, they were known for this. The same way that the Harlem Globetrotters were known for the amazing tricks they could pull with the basketball.
3: Isn't this weird that, that Hyundai had their own precision driving team? Mm-hmm. When when do you think this was? The eighties or nineties?
2: Uh, I know they were they were still doing some shows in two thousand two. Oh
3: no kidding. So they okay. were around for a long, long time. They were around the, for a while. The cars that I saw, the you know, the dozen or so or fifteen or whatever it mm-hmm. was cars, um, you know, the red and white sedans I think they were, nothing really spectacular but it was whatever Hyundai was offering at the time.
2: That's my favorite. That's the third part, the most impressive part to oh. me is that they're not they're not highly customized stunt cars. These are like Elantras and Sonatas and the Okay. Yeah, front wheel drive the company's right. products. Right. One of the most amazing moves which is super dangerous uh, and insane, you have to see it to believe it is when, after they do a bunch of proximity driving where these folks are weaving the Elantras together to a ridiculously awesome soundtrack, by the way, <laughs> they yeah, uh, they form the single sinuous line where the cars are maybe six inches apart at times. You saw yeah, that, yeah, you know maybe less. And then the big, the big finish, or the one that most impressed me, rather, is when a team with uh, two guys in the car drives just on the left wheels so it's just it's just driving on two wheels passenger side you know the 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 right side up in the air nearly vertical not quite but nearly
0: you're a growing business which means you need every spare hour you can find that's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in slack slack is where work happens with all your people data and information in one ai powered place start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites or build an automation with workflow builder to take routine tasks off your plate no coding required grow your business in slack visit slack.com to get started
1: if you use paper you're a human but if you choose paper you're a paper
2: Close enough to vertical that you could rest something on the side and it wouldn't fall off. That's how, that is how precise this is. And then, right, that's already impressive. That's pretty dangerous. Oh, sure. How could you do that? And then, uh, to up the stakes, the part that really impressed me was the second driver is sitting in the back. And then as soon as the car gets vertical, this guy pops out takes out one tire and puts it on the side of the vehicle, and then while they're still driving vertically, he changes the back right tire. Doesn't drop a lug nut. The the car never wavers, and the car is moving the entire time, mind you.
3: Yeah, pretty impressive.
2: And then he just pops the other tire back in, sits down, and you think, wow, that's so impressive. And then they keep driving, they do a couple turns, and the dude comes back out with a with a Hyundai flag. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it starts waving it, and I was by that point I was completely on board. Yeah, I was else? like, "You earned that." What else has he got back there? I know what. What's next? Is he going to take another car out? I,
3: I feel like I've seen this imitated in real life on uh, you know what's that um, the in the UAE I guess maybe there's that huge, yeah, yeah, wide yeah. that giant wide um, it almost looks like a runway an airport runway mm-hmm. but it's a, but it's a highway. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of like horrific high speed accidents on that road. I know it, but a lot of a lot, a lot of, the of young, driving. A lot of the young guys use that for stunt driving of just their personal vehicles and, right. and showing off
2: and filming with the GoPro. Yeah, and so I, they'll ghost ride the whip, and then they'll also go vertical, and then they'll jump over their buddies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And
3: I've seen that you know where people are sitting on the ground and they're and they're riding on two wheels right next to them, or they yeah. they do the thing with the tire like you said. They take both. You know uh right side tires off if they're up in the air you gotta it's really insane.
2: trust somebody yeah
3: I mean, and this is just done you know out like just out in the open it's not uh you know it's not um you know in some controlled environment like these guys did with the Hyundai thing but yeah these these Hyundai drivers are really something else to watch I mean and again it's so strange that they're using like a two wheel drive mm-hmm. four door uh mm-hmm. you know um just their simple, basic sedan. You know, whatever no it was, it's really yeah, yeah, no, no modifications at all. It's not anything like a sports car or anything. It's just their their product. And another one that did this too, Ben. There's a second version of this from Isuzu, ah. and I don't know if you saw the Isuzu ad or not, but I don't even know if you can call it an ad. It's more of a music video, really, that Isuzu put out. And this would have been back in the 1980s again, I think, just based on the way the uh the vehicle looked. But it's the Isuzu Gemini. And it's probably a TV advertisement, uh-huh. uh, but it's really, really impressive. And they kind of up the ante with a lot of jumps. Uh, you know, they do like ramp to ramp jumps and things over over formations of cars that are driving underneath the ramps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really, really cool. And again, more drifting. You know, more um, you know, really, really precise driving in in that instance. And it's just a, a really cool thing to to look up. It's it's called um, Dancing in Paris if you want to look it up. And I think that's maybe one version of it. There's another one that was like. Oh, I, I forget the name, but maybe you were like Romanian March or something. The music is different, but it's the same driving.
2: And Isuzu still has a precision driving team today, the D-Max. Really? Do they? Team. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. And I think, I think I saw one from Cadillac.
3: And Cadillac mm. was at the, uh, the Shanghai Grand Prix track, and I think it was kind of a pre-race activity thing, but they were of course, um, you know, precision driving their Cadillac CTSV models. And I don't know exactly what year that was going down. Um BMW's had some commercials. Oh, they did one. BMW did one that, I don't know if you saw it or not. It was on a roundabout. Did you see that one? Which, maybe it uh, happened. Okay, this one is called uh BMW Epic Drift Mob Feet. That's a long title, I know. Epic but Drift Mob Feet. You can probably just look up BMW Drift Mob. And what they do is, instead of, you know, like these Drift flash... Drift like sounds like, cool. Well, it is cool. Here's what happens. And it's... I don't know how much of this is staged and how much isn't, but... You know how the old flash mobs would show up and shut down an area and, like, do a dance or whatever yeah, yeah, and then, or yeah, some yeah. kind of thing and, and, and then all just disperse? Yes. Same idea, only they used, um, I believe it was four or five BMW M235i cars um, on a roundabout. And so they had people block off the traffic, you know, mm-hmm. people dressed up to look like uh, police persons, people, <laughs> blocked off the traffic, and then these four cars entered and... They did this choreographed thing around the roundabout with lots of drifting, of course, and some, uh like, alternate directions, you know, like cars headed right towards each Figure other. Figure kind of stuff. Yeah, and I think, you know what, it was five now because I remember one where, you know, four cars spin out and make kind of a block form, and very another car drives drifts drifts through the middle Whoa. of it. Yeah, which is, you know, on a roundabout. So it's really, really precise. It's really cool. It's very short, mm. and I think it was used for a commercial or, or at least for, like,
2: a Twitter ad or something like that you know also Holden had a precision driving team okay
3: that might have been the one that i saw that I, I couldn't tell what those vehicles were because it was blurry it was uh it was like an old pixelized video that i saw they did
2: one with uh vp commodores that's the one yeah. that, that's the
3: one i couldn't i couldn't tell what type of vehicle that was at first because uh the, it, again it was too pixelated but that is maybe one of the most
2: impressive displays mm-hmm. I've ever seen you tell you, that was Bathurst 1992 I incredible. think incredible incredible mm-hmm.
3: if you if you can look that up if you're able to do that right now or you know can
2: do it later <laughs> that's one to look at what was the what was the track again uh it was Bathurst uh 1992 you can check out Holden precision driving team yeah and those moves are unreal aren't they I mean yes incredible i mean spinning
3: around a car getting like just doing those maneuvers anyway like without the precision element like just right. imagine just doing that with with just a car on a on a big open parking lot that's hard enough
2: i i feel like this is they drive the way neo would drive in the matrix yeah yeah that's a good way to
3: put it yeah exactly right i mean it, it's that is uh, yeah i'm gonna say that that might even be the top one for me i, I just didn't know what to call that or how to even look it up Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch it, and I forgot to write down the uh, write down the link or anything. But amazing car well,
2: control it might might be a, a little bit of a slow burn to you in some places. But if you check out if you check out what they're doing, just the physics and the timing of it should be astonishing. So there's something else here, and this might be a little bit of a plot twist for you. Okay, and talk about this. All right. So we're talking about precision driving, Scott. Obviously, you and Noel and I love the stunt driving we we love the the drifting and we love seeing you know any kind of death defying act mm-hmm. but there's something bigger at play here there's something more to the story of synchronized driving what is it do you know where i'm going with this maybe maybe not are you thinking about racing uh, the the, uh, the the split
3: second reflexes that drivers have
2: Oh, that's a pretty good one. We oh. could talk about that. Uh, <laughs> this is a different one. Okay. Well, go tell me what yours is then. Huh? I, I really wanted to look at synchronized driving because my spider sense told me it would become even more important in the coming years.
3: Really? More important? This type of precision, this type of control would be more important? You're talking for autonomous vehicles, of course, yes.
2: right? Yes. Nail
3: on the head. Are you talking about humans avoiding autonomous vehicles are you talking about um autonomous vehicles being able to do this on their own without you know without our input right
2: i am i'm talking about autonomous vehicles functioning in a a, a interconnected network well i guess that's a repetitive phrase all networks should be interconnected so this would
3: be like formation driving
2: yeah this is like formation driving uh, like schooling yeah, or, or like like, like, like yeah.
3: fishes school like fishes fish I guess
2: schooling uh, uh, on the highway. Uh, yes, and even further than that, Scott, this would be um, this would be critical for the fleet function that autonomous vehicles will need to perform if they are to ever function in a uh, feasible way in yeah. the in the actual world, actual rubber on the road. Yeah. So the the thing. That we're talking about is not just, not just autonomous driving in, in fleets or, you know, prioritizing lanes on a two lane highway, right? With an autonomous, uh, tractor or something and then an autonomous sports car. What we're looking at is the idea of complex stop and go traffic functioning at high speeds. Wait for it without traffic lights
3: ah without traffic lights okay so intersection busy intersections that now have traffic lights with no type of control at all because not needed really
2: right mit has been doing some research on this and has some calculations has some calculations that prove i hope you can hear my air quotes here folks that prove (laughs) in theory yeah that this would uh, be safer, lead to more efficient traffic, lower emissions, and a dramatic reduction in accidents.
3: All right. Do you recall when we were talking about Audi with this type of technology not yeah. long ago? Yep. And it was the idea was that, and again, with this, the school uh, mentality, like a fish school mentality, that uh, if there were enough vehicles that were autonomous that had this system that they were talking about built mm-hmm. in, that they could mm-hmm. all kind of control traffic on their own, even that, even if it meant that not every single car had this this technology right it could but, still but, function but only like 60% of them or something like that it was a, it was a relatively low percentage when you think about controlling every other vehicle around you i think it was still over half though and the yeah i think you're right and but oh maybe yeah and the idea was though that it would time or instead of timing the lights like instead of uh you know um making them Cascade, or making mm-hmm. them all time for the exact same mm-hmm. cycle or whatever. Uh, the idea was that, um, the car would know when that light is going to turn green because it was, it, it was, uh, you know, tipped in on, on what that computer was thinking, you know, the, uh, the traffic control computer that
2: controls the city. Which is a true thing. Check out our, check out our podcast on traffic lights. It is, Far more interesting than it might sound at first. Yeah, it
3: really is. I mean, there's there's definitely central computers that are controlling hundreds of intersections mm-hmm. in cities at, in at one your time. city, very very cool, and and changing and all the mm-hmm. all the time as well. But uh, the idea was that it would know when that was going to happen, and it could either speed up or slow down to make that next light. And this idea that you're talking about seems to kind of match that. It's a, it's like another evolution of that idea. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's uh, it's V to V, so it's vehicle to vehicle uh, interaction, wherein Every car knows its position relative to, or I shouldn't say car, every vehicle knows its position relative to other vehicles. And this, uh, this specific research comes from uh, MIT's Sensible Lab, uh, S-E-N-S-E-ABLE, Ah, okay. Yeah, it's a yeah, pun, sure. right? Gotcha. Uh, and they teamed up with the Swiss Institute of Technology and the Italian National Research Ca- Council to see if they could replace, actually replace traffic lights, remove traffic lights uh, entirely. And what they found is that they would need a bunch of host sensors and uh, and then they also found two other weaknesses. I already mentioned the pros, right? Fewer sure. accidents, uh, more efficient traffic. You'll get from point A to point B with fewer obstacles, uh, fewer emissions, although I'm still not sold on that one because what if 0.05% less could still qualify as
3: Fewer. Well, and hopefully zero road rage as well, because yeah. uh, it, with the idea, the general idea is that everybody, I mean, every one of these vehicles is uh, is being considerate to the other one. Mm-hmm. That you know, someone's uh, two lanes over to the left. Well, maybe this maybe this situation wouldn't even happen because, you know, like the last minute when someone tries to make an off ramp or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, right now the human element w- sometimes won't let you do that. And uh,
2: <laughs> the human element well, you know what I mean
3: I hear your road rage bubbling. some, some drivers maybe would not <laughs> let somebody get over to do that right and uh, the idea would be that well, they would all sense that that car needs to get over that ramp and allow it to happen, whatever that takes,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
3: either speeding up, slowing down, allowing it through. but again, maybe that situation would never happen there's There's all these different scenarios, really, well, I mean, because maybe, yeah. maybe it would be in the, the proper lane to begin with. It wouldn't be that last-minute decision.
2: But in some cases, the the simple structure of a roadway compared to a route that has no possible deviation requires, like, a left-hand turn and then a, a swing in two lanes across or something. Yeah,
3: sure, that happens.
2: But uh, this, this stuff, despite all the pros and despite the fact that companies and governments are pouring collectively hundreds of millions if they haven't hit the billion mark yet of dollars into research on this there's still some big cons and one of the biggest cons for this MIT Swiss and Italian project on intersections is that even if they reach this uh this holy grail of synchronized autonomous driving they're too Huge factors that are not even part of the equation yet. Now, oh, what are those? One. What happens if the internet connection breaks down? Ah, okay. It, right. These because if these are V to V, if so, the vehicles are talking to one another and one of them loses touch, then all of a sudden we have we have uh,
3: potential it, chaos.
2: Right. It's like if it's like if there was uh, to go back to the earlier uh, dancing. Analogy, just cause I can't think of a better one. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, you know what? Football would be a better one because in football, uh, every member of the team needs to be clued in, ideally needs to know what's going to happen on this play and what their position is in this play and how they can best support the overall team. So in this analogy, what if one of those football players goes blind? Right in the middle of the play. Right in the middle of the play. Yeah. That's what happens if an Internet connection breaks down, unless these vehicles have some sort of internal redundancy, you know, unless they have an ability to... Well,
3: we're all hoping that that is something that they do consider and, and build in, I'm sure. Oh, they have that to. There yeah. has to be these fail safes, you know, that happen, but how does the, uh, how do the rest of the vehicles react to it? That's uh, that's the question. How does that affect that choreography, that, uh, that mm-hmm. synchronism, uh, synchronism? Synchronicity that's yeah. happening on the street at the time. Is it, um, it, it, I mean, it, do they handle it in that, you know, that car just pulls over to the side until it, you know, reestablishes the connection? Does mm-hmm. it continue on with some kind of just, uh, just like a, a blind, dumb program that says continue on your path? Based or, on
2: the last information y- yeah, you received. Or,
3: or, um, you know, somehow based on what everybody else is doing. Like if, if you're going 55 and you can't slow down because you're in the middle of a group. Like you, it, does
2: it just go to proximity sensors that are on board?
3: Exactly. Like does it, does it reduce itself to maybe something like an adaptive cruise control where it just maintains mm-hmm. until Something takes control, you know whether that's the human rider yeah. or um, you know the, that's a, a bigger system maybe that says we've got we've got one out of control <laughs> here let's uh, <laughs> let's bring it in but then it's like that's almost like someone's uh, like an aircraft controller or something mm-hmm, you know that they're, mm-hmm. they're 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 bringing but but having remote control able to uh, steer it to safety that's kind of a scary thought too
2: yeah and this goes to another idea which would be the legal status of people in an autonomous vehicle so so far. All of the experiments on road with an autonomous vehicle have required a qualified driver to uh, be at the helm, to man the wheel in case something goes wrong. And this, in this case, then, what it sounds like we're proposing would be that if the uh, network interaction or the network connection breaks down for an individual vehicle, then there's proximity sensors, adaptive cruise control, uh, maybe a fail safe that requires the vehicle to pull over and stop stop servicing uh, or that the driver has to you know land the plane
3: well you know here's here's the thing that uh, one one question i've got with this yeah, yeah. this whole thing you said that there would have to be somebody who is uh, is is licensed behind the wheel mm-hmm. that could take over mm-hmm. that's kind of the situation we're in right now where they can't say that it's autonomous but it really is autonomous right you have to have a driver in the driving position, a, a licensed driver. Mm-hmm. You can't just, you know, put your twelve-year-old kid in the car and say, you know, take, mm-hmm. take, take him to uh, you know, grandma's house. Go with God,
2: Billy. Yeah you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: you can't just do that right now. And that's the thing. Like, what, what about, what about this scenario where? Okay. um All right. Just uh, this is the last one, I promise. But um, one of our listeners is well, Rudy, Rudy Smith writes in yeah, a lot, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. He, and he's made a very good point to this. And I, I, I meant to bring this up a lot earlier, but. Uh, one of the things that he's looking forward to about autonomous vehicles is that, um, it increases mobility for older, uh, older drivers. You know, people that maybe are to the point where they're going to lose their license, their mm-hmm. vision's failing, they're, uh, they're not as quick with the reaction time. You know, it's just a, a safety thing. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, they can maintain mobility longer in life. And I think that's a fantastic idea for these things. You know, that's a, that's a great use for them. But what happens if, you know, something happens to their vehicle when they're behind the wheel and they're mm-hmm. not a licensed driver anymore, but they're, they're not, you know, like a, a young kid, they're old enough, you know, they're responsible adults, they're just out on their own, but let's say that they're legally considered blind, or they have, um, you know, a physical condition that restricts movement of you know, right. the right shoulder or something, and they're not able to to maneuver a vehicle the way that they could mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Or... or their
2: reaction time is just slowed.
3: Yeah, I mean, and honestly, we're talking about people that maybe at a point where they would have had to surrender their, their standard driver's license, but they can get an autonomous license because well it's it's a it's a way to extend their mobility
2: uh careful they can buy an autonomous uh subscription fee people won't be buying their own autonomous cars for a <laughs> while okay all right well could point taken but um but that, I mean point taken as well that's a that's a really good point we could we could increase mobility uh, for a vast swath of the population especially in countries where uh, there is a grain boom you know mm-hmm. countries like japan uh frankly parts of the u.s oh sure
3: that's going to be uh even even more critical in the decades to come i think Mm -hmm. very soon as a matter of fact with all the all the boomers getting older Mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be a point where they're not going to want to give up that driving privilege of course who would want to no no one does and that's uh, that's the hard part about this whole thing is you have to decide when and and uh if this is a solution to extend that why not You know, you took this a different direction than I thought you were going to.
2: Boom, surprises. I'm a regular midnight shyamalan. I I like
3: it. That was really, that was a good idea that, you know, they they do have to operate in a synchronized way. Mm -hmm. Um, my, I just briefly kind of come back to what I was talking about. I didn't mean to hijack you. No, no, not at all. I mean, I just wanted to mention this and, and maybe this is like getting into a little bit of an OCD thing of mine. All right. This is where I see this as well. Um, there's something very pleasing to me, very comforting about this. And I, I know it's weird to, to say it this way, but, mm. it, but it is. It is somehow, it, I don't know, it, I'll describe it and see if someone else feels the same way about this. But at the beginning of a race, yeah. when the, the pace car is pulled off, uh-huh. now I know there's, a, there's you know, the parade laps and, you know, they drive by and they wave to the crowd sure, and everything sure. and all yeah. that. And the cars are still warming up and they're, they're you know, wiggling around trying to get the tires warm. But well, when that. the actual race. When the pace car pulls off mm. and the cars around turn four and the flagman's there with the green flag in his hand mm. or her hand watching waiting to wave that flag the cars get into a very precise precision uh lineup you know yeah. it's it's uh you know indianapolis it's it's 11 rows of 3 um you know other races you know it's maybe two you know side by side mm-hmm. but it's all they're all in a, an exact order and the flagman won't wave that flag until they're in that order so it can't be all jumbled up until to they me lock in yeah to me for whatever reason i just find it so it's, it's, it's almost like soothing to see it. It's like, oh, they're they're all in line. This is all going to go down just the way it should. Mm-hmm. I, I feel good about it right at that moment. And then, of course, the second the green flag comes out, you know, everybody darts all over the place. All hell breaks loose. Chaos, yeah. yeah. But, but, honestly, there's something about that start. Even, sometimes even a uh, a restart where uh, everybody's in a precision, you know, a precise mm-hmm. line, but they're so close together. It's, it's like the, it's like that, uh, it's a lot like watching some of these synchronized teams working together, right. But these are all individuals that just they're simply good drivers and they know what to expect out of the driver in front of them and the driver
2: behind them. And they're and they, also competitive rather than collaborative, which I think is even more impressive.
3: Well, exactly. So you know they're they're counting on that driver to do what that driver's supposed to do. They know that you know if you're uh, say, at in Indianapolis, you're on the outside inside or um, I guess there's a middle position as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so three wide, that's tough to maintain. But everybody's got a role, and if they if they mess that up, you're you're gonna you wreck the day for you know three or four other cars as well, other mm. teams rather. Again, and it happens. I, I know it's like a little, it's a little bit OCD. I get it. Do but, you think but so? I feel, yeah, I think I I think it is. I just like things lined up. I think I like things precise like that. So so the synchronized driving, these uh, these displays that we're watching, yeah. I enjoy watching that. I mean, it's it's nerve wracking sometimes, you know, to see what they're doing. But when they're all in formation and all lined up like that, Mm. there's something nice about that.
0: You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
1: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a paperitarian.
2: Okay. Is that cool? Sure. Okay. So first, I completely agree with you. I don't think it's necessarily a symptom of OCD because when I'm working on a lot of stuff and I need to slow down or chill out, one of the things I'm really fond of is finding uh, a video with a, with a nice camera shot, uh, a nice camera angle rather of a busy intersection in a time lapse and just having that play. (laughs) And sometimes I put on like slow music, and it, it's it's almost a meditative thing to watch. Is that right?
3: Like you do that, like a like an Indian intersection or something, like a, like an Asian Indian intersection. Yeah, yeah. Like where uh, it's just craziness, but somehow everybody gets through. Yeah, is that yeah, what you're
2: talking yeah. about? Yeah, and I I like watching them in time lapse. Really, so you can see because you can see the pattern. I think, a little bit better when you see it in time-lapse. I, uh,
3: I may have a perfect video for you to watch then.
2: Oh, man, please send I, it. I, there is
3: a – and I'll, I'll tell you what to search. Okay. It's on YouTube, and uh, this is an edited piece, but it's called Rush Hour Intersection Traffic Condensed Into One Minute. It's a long title again. Uh-huh. Rush Hour Intersection Traffic Condensed Into One Minute. And, again, this is edited, but it's highly impressive. And it gives the impression, because of the way they move the camera, it's it's like they had a lockdown shot of this intersection. Mm-hmm. And they, they fake the camera moves, like a push-in, push-out, or whatever. But you'll see that, like, there'll, there'll be – it's just this crazy chaos scene where – Many cars are coming through, bicycle riders, there's police cars, there's walkers, there's a little bit of everything, you know, pedestrians going through. Yeah, yeah. And everybody, it's all narrow misses, but no one stops moving. They all move continuously. And the way it's edited together is so clever and so crafty that you think it's all one shot. It's Mm. really, really, it's interesting. I think you're going to like it if you like that type of thing.
2: Oh, man. And, again,
3: it's only one minute, and it's it's pretty incredible to watch. I mean, I've watched it two or three times now, and I, I marvel at how they do it.
2: Yeah, I, I personally love that stuff. So listeners, if you have any videos that fit that description or any hot leads for me, uh, please send them to our email. Uh, one other, uh, the other thing, the other two things. Yeah. The big piece, uh, that, that I didn't get to earlier that's missing from this MIT research is the presence of pedestrians, the presence of bicycles. We're not going to have autonomous bikes for a while. Uh, we're going to have autonomous fleets of cars first, but we will probably, hopefully always have pedestrians. I mean, even now, of course, there are places where pedestrians are not legally allowed to be present, right? Like a highway. Yeah,
3: the highways. Yeah.
2: But, but pedestrians are, should be present in most surface level. Streets, right? Yeah, city. Um,
3: just normal city congestion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what about, like, stray dogs and things like that, too? Right,
2: right. What about stray dogs? What about uh someone who accidentally stumbles in? What about the, the human element? How does a vehicle in a network of vehicles react to someone running out in the street? And then what effect does that have on the rest of the network?
3: See, this is where I think it might work better than it does right now in that, you know, they can communicate to, to vehicles... Two, three, four cars back yeah. instead of uh, somebody you know two, three, or four cars back having to abruptly slam on the brakes. Uh-huh. That right. might work better. Uh, might yeah. have, everybody could be more. Uh, it could be more of a gradual slowdown, like a, a ripple effect, instead of mm-hmm. the way it is now, where it's just an uh, an immediate um, obstruction that you know that one person deals with in one way, and then another one has less time to react, and the person behind them has even less time to react because uh, it's an you know abrupt stop or or whatever the case may be. Someone swerved, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, all that, all those yeah, weird traffic right. situations. I, th- I think that if, maybe it's if, still better if it's a, if it can ripple out like that. If you know, one can communicate that there's something, there's problem, three cars ahead, mm-hmm. slow down. That'd be great because right now no one does that.
2: It's sort of already happening. We're seeing a proto version of this with that GPS app, Ways. You know which I've raved about to you before. Yeah, we uh,
3: uh, I use it. Well, I don't. I don't have, personally have it. My right, wife has it, and we right. use it when
2: we're driving. But that's doing some of the same things that we were talking about in a way. In a ways, uh, uh, you're welcome, yeah. everybody. I am so sorry, but uh, it's doing the same thing when when it has an alert pop up that says, uh, you know, there's a hazard ahead, uh, and or there's heavy traffic, or here's an alternate route. Yeah. One thing about Waze, man, I really dropped the ball on Waze. I did I did a dumb move, my friend. What happened? So I was messing around with, with Waze and I had stopped somewhere to to get some gas and then while I was waiting for the pump to fill up, uh this thing came on with Waze and it said do you want to have a different person do the voice? It was free, I guess it was a promotion for a film or something. Oh, okay. And so I said, sure, and I didn't really pay attention to it other than to note that it was free, because, of course, it's me we're talking about. And then I I, I turned it on, and uh, now I am so sick of Morgan Freeman telling me what to do. Morgan Freeman, It's really? Morgan Freeman's voice. No kidding. Uh, the, at first, I thought it was going to be fine, Scott, because that guy has a cool voice, But now it it got to the point where I looked really bad in front of someone because they were driving and, uh, you know, I'm yelling at Morgan Freeman like, no, you turn left. You turn (laughs) left. That's funny.
3: So what's the, what's the standard? It's just kind of a generic voice that they, they launched this app with, right? Yeah.
2: The generic voice is typically actually for things like Siri and in almost any automated voice, uh, the trend, the majority of those voices are going to sound female. Okay. Um, so, yeah. the, do they
3: have other? Uh, um, I'm sorry, to interrupt. You, yeah, no, but, no, no. But do they have other uh, actor or or uh, celebrity? Yeah, options? I
2: assume they do. I assume they do. Well, who do you think you want to
3: go with next? Who would be your next ways voice that you think you're going the to? The thing select? is,
2: man, I'm always in such a hurry that I I haven't. I, I know it's only gonna take a couple of a couple of minutes if that but I every time I hop in the car and I'm pulling up ways, I'm usually running late to something. <laughs> so I want so I haven't switched it back over, but I'm I'm sure there's uh just a oh an embarrassment of riches when it comes yeah. to voices and you'll just. From.
3: You'll just go with whatever's free, right?
2: Yeah, I'll go with whatever I don't have to pay for. Like I you know, I don't know if I would do your voice or uh josh or chuck's voice or i definitely wouldn't do my voice that's uh that's hurtful why would you say something like that i'm sorry man i just i feel like it would damage the show because (laughs) because i'm just learning i guess i was accustomed to this sort of generic american accent sounding stranger's robot voice and now i i Now I feel like I have beef with Morgan Freeman. I wonder if you can get
3: accents, like if you could have a southern accent or if you could have maybe like a a northeast (laughs) accent. Right,
2: right. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. I bet there's, I bet there's somebody working on that if it hasn't happened yet.
3: A Jersey version of Waze?
2: Mm. Yeah, Jersey Waze. Oh man. (laughs) Uh, you heard it here first, folks, maybe. Uh, if, if so, please feel free to, uh, send the royalty check, uh, to how stuff works. Uh, if, you feel like we are stealing your idea and you have a complaint about it, uh, please, uh, email us. We are jonathan.strickland at howstuffworks.com. Uh, and ah. the last thing to end on here, the last thing before we go, uh, one thing that we should mention about all of these precision, uh, these precision stunt synchronized driving teams is that in every case I saw, each team is using the exact same car, which makes sense, right? You have to, if you want to be able to, Work that closely together in such precision uh, oriented driving, then you have to eliminate all possible variables. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see. A, a motley crew of precision drivers.
3: Well, I've seen not a motley crew by any means, but that Lexus one that I started with. Yeah. That one, they had the supercar. They had a couple of, like, their GT3 race cars. Oh, I it,
2: thought they well, were all... No, see, that's the okay. thing. They were
3: on a racetrack, and they're all just about equally matched in power and speed and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, close enough. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, professional drivers. But it's not... It's. I would not call it a motley crew of, of vehicles by any means. And the one that did go wrong, the AMG cars... Yeah, that one was also a mix of vehicles. I can't and,
2: believe that totally whooshed because well, you did say Lexus, but then you said AMG. Oh
3: no, that's that's totally fine. That AMG thing, yeah, because we went right past that. But the right. uh, the Lexus example uh, where they are drifting around, uh, oh the Fuji Speedway, mm-hmm. you can watch that one. It's is kind of neat, but it doesn't have the, uh, the the charm, I guess, of the older Hyundai or the older Isuzu yeah. commercials or the ads or whatever mm-hmm. those are really displays. Um, that, uh, that, that you know, they're all the same vehicles and all very, very precise and very. It's just, it's, it's very nice to watch, isn't it? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun to watch.
2: Have you ever, have you ever done precision driving or uh, choreographed driving this way? All right? I guess. Uh,
3: okay, not choreographed, but I'll, I'll tell you what we did do, and this is why I have such uh, respect for the guys that can do this type of stuff. Oh man! In high okay. school, uh-huh. there was a neighborhood that was being built, and I hope the statute of limitations is long past. Sure, this, sure. I Think, okay. There was a neighborhood that was being built. In our in our city, it wasn't really that close to the school or anything, but we knew mm-hmm. where it was. An open place. They had the roads in, dirt yes. lots, you know, piles of stuff. and no building materials. Yet. No houses, nothing like that. And uh, probably was being monitored by police all the time, but we didn't know. Mm-hmm. So lots of wide open streets, fresh fresh asphalt, and and you know, lots of possibilities for kids with you know an Escort GT that's a five speed and uh, lots of imagination. <laughs> and uh, I, I would take. Uh, i sometimes take my mom's cars there, which were nothing fancy. They were like the K-Car versions of whatever, you know. Yeah. But still kind of fun to drive. Mm-hmm. And we would try to do things like, you know, full-speed reverse – whip the wheel around so you do like a 180 pull the emergency brake and then accelerate out with the the wheels smoking you know that kind of thing Ooh. we try that crap all the time we do that we try uh, like crazy like drift almost drifting but with e-brake that's how we do it right front yeah. wheel drive yeah um we didn't know you could actually drift a, a front wheel drive car at the time <laughs> but we probably would have And we took mustangs there we took all kinds of uh, my friend's father worked for ford and i uh, had Company cars all the oh, time, so wow. we had all kinds of stuff, and and there were some That's definite what... shenanigans going on in that neighborhood. But it was fun. But we never quite nailed any one maneuver or anything. It was right. just it was fun to try it, and it only lasted for a little while until they started actually building houses there.
2: Right? How, how about you? Any any the experience with
3: like um, maybe going to like a dirt road and trying to drift around corners and stuff like that?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I experimented with the with the drifting stuff, um, especially my friends who had cars that were better suited for it, but. I think this will interest you and listeners I want to know if you've done this as well this a little bit of a road rage thing my most effective synchronized driving has been with strangers on the road when we make a sudden bond uh the so there are a lot of there are a lot of roads here in Atlanta and in the metro area that are four lanes two lanes of traffic each way right yeah and then because this is Atlanta where there's so many terrible drivers Present company excluded, I hope. Well, I'm, I have my issues, and here's one. Uh, whenever there is a, not whenever, sorry, Scott, sometimes when there is a, a, um, would be stunt driver, thinks they're great, they're above turn signals, they're tailgating everyone, they're swerving in and out oh, unpredictably. Yeah. yeah, the kind right.
3: of when they, when they change lanes, the vehicle kind of tilts to one yeah, side yeah, or the yeah, other. Yeah yeah, 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 I get it. it. Uh, sways a bit.
2: So, there have been times I'm on a two, two lane road and then someone's being, uh, just a complete, uh, a complete mm, jabroni. You can say jackass. I can? Okay. Yeah. A complete jackass. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Uh, <laughs> when someone's being a, a complete jackass about this stuff, I've had that moment, maybe you've had it too, listeners, where I look at the car that's next to me in the other lane, the, the sane one, and we just, sort of have that unspoken thing where we nod and we maintain the same speed oh you're blocking and we pace each other you're blocking the traffic we're blocking that
3: guy you're blocking just that one guy yeah I get yeah. it
2: and and this is when the the most extreme case and this was still one of the coolest people that I'll never actually meet the most extreme case was when me and this dude who was in really nice it was like it was like a brand new. BMW, and you know you know that, um, well, guys, we know that BMW drivers sometimes have a stereotype of being jerks. Not this guy. He was the best, and his car could have easily smoked the, um, it, was, it was like a Dodge Neon. And the guy was going nuts trying to. Uh, trying to get around. It looked like he was trying to get in an accident because he had been there for, uh, he had been there for 10 minutes and almost hit two people that I saw. Mm-hmm. I was driving in the right lane, and I was in the right in this situation I maintained. But the worst thing, we slowed down. He he looked at me, and we both kept going slower. And he by the end of it, we were doing maybe 30 on a 45-mile-per-hour, oh. but there was no one else. It was just this one guy behind us oh, buzzing point. like an angry hornet. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not a good way to make friends. No regrets. He deserved it. <laughs> and I'm sure the statute of limitations has passed, and I try not to... We talked about road rage before. I, it's very tempting to be judge, jury, and executioner on the road. And uh, one of the things my ex used to tell me was, she was like, Ben, this is not a teachable moment. You need to quit feeling that you are teaching people or educating people on the road. You're just being a jerk.
3: Yeah, you're just making them mad, that's all.
2: But I never started, Scott. I never started. I ended it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, right, well, there right, you right. go with the
3: executioner part. Oh yeah, you're right.
2: One day at a time, my friends. Yeah, One yeah. day at a time.
3: Yeah, we're all guilty of a little road rage here and there. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Most sure. most people are. I'm sure. I mean, I don't. I, I think it's a very rare individual that allows all of that stuff to just go by without, you know without any kind of uh, animosity.
2: Noel's a super chill guy, though. He might be immune to road And a Waze user. And a Waze user. Yeah, and a Waze user.
3: That would
2: way. yeah, way. yeah. uh, be Noel NSYNC Brown. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I guess sync one out over Hyundai, huh? Uh, well, I, I made it work. Made it, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this. And please do send us some videos or stories of synchronized driving, your favorite synchronized driving experiences. If you happen to have had a bad experience uh, as the driver of a purple neon several years ago, then uh, maybe we've already met. In which case, I do not apologize. In the meantime, we would uh, we'd like to hear your suggestions. Uh, as we said at the top of the show, check it check with us on Facebook and Twitter for more information about Glenn's work and the uh, upcoming rally.
3: Yeah, the rally for the uh, Camp Sunshine people.
2: Right, the rally for Camp Sunshine. If you want to check out our earlier podcasts on precision driving, on stunt driving, uh, then visit our website, carstuffshow.com, and... If you have a suggestion for a topic, we'd love to hear it because all of our best show ideas come from you. Our address is carstuff at howstuffworks.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately well toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle we've got hybrids no plug All needed right, let's go. but we also have plug-in hybrids if that's your thing <laughs> you can even go 100 percent electric in the toyota bz4x with so many options for reducing carbon emissions toyota is electrified diversified learn more about our beyond zero vision for the future at toyota.com beyond zero